Upfront and Personal, Episode 4. Cybersecurity, Mass Surveillance and Espionage. It's a dangerous and tricky mix. While we are still busy trying to figure out what the SolarWinds hack all means and we get almost every day new notifications about new findings, we discovered that a water treatment plant in Florida has been hacked. And while we are still digesting what that means, we get the notification that France has been the victim of a massive cybersecurity hack of their systems and networks. Let's have a closer look at what that all means, from an international perspective, of course, upfront and personal. The SolarWind hack is a massive supply chain hack on what appears to be for now mainly United States assets and those include official agencies those include government systems and government networks but also a lot of companies including Microsoft this week alone Microsoft gave the notification that the source code for at least three products have been stolen and we need to still wait what it means that the source code of Microsoft products have been stolen. Now, we need to keep in mind that Microsoft alone, when it comes to company-owned desktop systems, is with more than 80% bigger than any of the competitors. So if they were able to get source code for that, that means the operating systems are at risk of being exploited based on what they learn from the source code. One thing we have to keep in mind, although we now hear a lot about those supply chain attacks, it's actually nothing new. And we know that the NSA, for example, has been using this method intensively in the past years, decades even. One of the things that we should keep in mind is that late last year, the NSA admitted that they were aware that foreign agents were using their tools and their methods in the field. The NSA just did not want to discuss which tools and which method that were, which foreign agents that were, and if they were aware of where they were being utilized. But it appears to be that this is a very sophisticated copy of a bunch of other operations performed by US security agencies. This very sophisticated SolarWinds hack was possible due to poor cybersecurity discipline and a system based on which we trust whomever we have contracts with and assume that everything is safe. And that is a very dangerous assumption as we have learned recently. There's a lot about zero trust and how zero trust could prevent this. And yes, zero trust could prevent a lot, but not everything. It cannot and will not prevent poor cyber hygiene and poor cyber discipline. So that is one thing that we should learn out of this. Something else that we should learn from this. The United States is just one of many countries which are very active in the cyber field with a very offensive approach. And the United States focus a lot on uh, mass surveillance. Other countries focus more on deep penetrations, although we know, especially since the Snowden revelations, that the United States also is very active in very deep penetration of systems and networks to gather as much information as they can. What appears to be clear at the moment is that defense and proper training of people 
and making sure that critical infrastructure like the Florida water treatment plant have up-to-date operating systems and a very strong cyber hygiene and a very strong cyber discipline isn't a priority. The priority still appears to be to be able to penetrate the infrastructure and network of others. And once again, that does not just apply to the United States, but the United States is one of the countries with the biggest budget, with the biggest amount of resources and is very active in all those fields. So yes, we can have a look at the United States and analyze if maybe the United States has been uh, assigning resources and budgets to the wrong priorities. And instead, it might have been smarter to at least assign a part of those budgets and a part of those resources to making sure that the own infrastructure and their own systems and their own networks are properly defended and that there are enough resources available to monitor those networks and the systems and the infrastructure and to make sure that everybody working in this area is properly trained and that all the operating systems are up to date and the firmware etc etc that would have been the smart thing to do but apparently wasn't important enough and once again this does not just apply to the united states let's have a look at france for example france is active in the cybersphere france has very active intelligence agencies and france was basically caught with their pants down in a similar supply chain attack a supply chain attack that was also possible due to poor cyber discipline poor cyber hygiene and a concept based on focusing on the wrong side, focusing on the wrong priorities. But that is still not where the line stops. A few years ago, while Germany was investigating to which extent the United States had penetrated its network and its systems, especially government systems, it discovered that Russia had penetrated its networks and its government systems. Even its email systems were compromised by Russian intelligence agencies. Afterwards, credible reports were published that the United States intelligence services were aware of the compromise by Russian intelligence services, but they did not want to inform the German agencies because that would have exposed their own penetration of the German governmental systems. Well, so much for being partners, right? But it goes even further. Let us have a look at, for example, Turkey. Turkey neighbors two countries which are in a permanent state of conflict. And in both countries which are in a permanent state of conflict, there are a lot of foreign influences and active participation. And interestingly enough, all those foreign countries which are involved in both conflicts in countries neighboring Turkey are also very active in cyberspace. And in many cases, even against each other. And what does that all mean for Turkey? Turkey itself already is dealing with a very complicated security environment. There are ongoing terror attacks. It barely survived a military putsch attempt in 2015, which killed a lot of people and damaged a lot of infrastructure. It has an overload of foreign refugees, which it somehow needs to manage. And on top of that, its own NATO partners are involved in two armed conflicts in its neighboring countries. Are they really sharing all the information that they have with Turkey or are they spying on Turkey? Nobody knows and especially Turkey doesn't know. But it's not just their own NATO partners. It is Russia which is very actively involved, at least in the conflict in Syria. And Russia is known to be very active in the cyber field. 
how much has Russia penetrated the Turkish systems networks? To which extent did the SolarWind hack enable Russia to collect data on Turkish citizens, operations, government, organizations, etc.? We do not know, and especially Turkey does not know. And those are not the only ones involved. There are other countries involved in those conflicts, and all these countries are very active in the cybersphere. It is a very dangerous mix of activities and risks, and it's very understandable that a lot of countries are very concerned about that. What we can learn from the recent developments is that an offensive approach to the cybersphere isn't the only answer. And when the priority continues to be on an offensive approach towards other countries, you're basically keeping the door open to your own infrastructure. So that is definitely not the solution. But what is? One of the things that we will need is a standard framework, an international accepted and recognized framework, might be even at the United Nations level, in which we agree on what is acceptable and what is not. What is standard surveillance? What is somehow acceptable espionage? And when does it become a cyber attack? We need to have a proper international framework for that. Now, this might come as a bit of a surprise to you. China proposed such a framework last year, but so far has not really received any positive responses as far as I know. But it is a first step and it would be a smart step to basically agree upon what is acceptable and what is not. Something like a Geneva Convention for the cybersphere. We urgently need that. What we also need is a priority, a proper priority on cyber hygiene, on cyber defense, on cyber discipline. And that starts by training, training, training. When people are not aware of what they should be doing, when people are not aware of the risk of doing things wrong or the risk of not doing what should have been done, we will continue to see such attacks or surveillance, no matter how you want to call them. And the third thing that we need is a very strong commitment, especially from the large and powerful countries, but also the smaller ones, which are very active in the cybersphere, that we focus on collaboration and prevention. That focus on collaboration and prevention is not there at the moment, is not present. We, and with we, I mean basically all countries around the world, prefer to accuse other countries and companies of potential cyber risks and national interest and bans and tariffs and whatever we can come up with. Instead, we should focus on ourselves. Instead, we should focus on making sure that the critical infrastructure at least fulfills the basic requirements, the minimal requirements to reach cyber resilience. And what we have learned in the recent months is that that is not the case. We have also learned that a lot of large organizations have exposed themselves to massive cyber risk, which have materialized just by the fact that they do the right things wrong and the wrong things right. We need to get proper standards in place. We need to accept that 75% of all cyber incidents 
is caused by human error and that is not due to users. In most cases that is because of wrong configuration, that is because of misplaced trust, that is because of in, improper management of IT and infrastructure. That is what we should focus on. We should make sure that those massive research budgets and those massive surveillance budgets and those massive resources for cyber attacks on other countries are much better organized and focused on defense and focus on resilience and focus on making sure that everybody using technology knows how to use that technology in a safe and responsible way. This was Upfront and Personal. I'm looking forward to seeing you the next time.